gonna do this yesterday, but we managed to sit down together on a couch before the AFL finals and the NFL season kickoff. Of course, I'm not here solo. I'm sitting with the great man once again, Jalen. How are you, mate? It's good. We we're gonna do it the day before that and the day before that. It's been probably yeah. five or five or six weeks. I did put a uh, little seven-minute episode up, kind of. I think it was uh, Monday talking about why I haven't been posting stuff in the last couple of weeks. I kind of, I said I used the Melbourne trip that I went on as a bit of an excuse and that kind of tried to devote too much time to doing fantasy stuff. I fell into a bit of a trap copying, in a sense, what those traders boys were doing, like doing one on Thursday, doing a round wrap-up. And as uh, long-time listeners know, we love our AFL fantasy, but there's plenty of other relevant sport to talk about. So... Let's talk about it. Let's go. Tonight, the AFL finals begin. Uh, very big circumstance for you, my friend, with the West Coast Eagles kicking off the show. Are you quietly confident, or do you genuinely think there's a bit of upset alert around? Uh, I think uh, I think we might have gone a bit too tall against the Bombers, so okay. that's, that's my only concern. I I feel like we probably probably will win. I, I hate to say it. I feel like we'll probably win by a good margin. I think 40, that's the, 50, but, that's the um, genuine like consensus. Everyone's like, it's either going to be the coasters just kind of cruising or somehow the Dons are going to like maybe keep it close and then surprise in the last quarter. Or I so. mean, it, yeah, it's finals I think, footy. Things change. Yeah, they're very Things true. slow down. Um, so hopefully that benefits West Coast tall side because we, you know, we brought in Schofield for Duggan. Um, Natanui comes in, mm. so like we haven't gone much shorter, um, and you know the Bombers are so short; they've got like you know Tip and Woody's going to be like a menace. So it'd be we interesting should... to see who goes to him. That's probably my my. Who, would, if one. you were coaching, who do you send to him? Do you put Shepherd on him? Uh, Shepherd could go to play on anyone, so he's probably like a nice safe option. Mm. Um, you never know; like it's one of those ones where you could see just like randomly Will Schofield go to him. Because um, I actually don't know what the structure of the uh, the Don's forward lines. Well, I've got like, the as you were speaking, I've got the team sheets up at the moment. You've got Bunger, Hearn, uh, Barras, and Scoey as your back three, yeah. with Shepard, Jez McGovern, and Louis Jetta. So missing Duggan in that area, like as a bit of a smaller lockdown type yeah. of defender, I guess is a bit tricky because Shepard is that, but he's a really good <laughs> rebounder, obviously. So wouldn't be surprised to see Jacko Nelson go to him. Yeah, well, he's he kept his spot. So he's on the pine, so he's yeah. one bloke. But I, I could genuinely see Scoey doing it because Scoey's gone to Eddie Betts in the past and done a decent job. So we'll just have to see. It'll be interesting to. Uh, it's just going to be that chess match that footy always is come finals time. Should be a good game. The we're about five minutes off finding out what the uh, rest of the teams are going to look like for the weekend. I think genuinely that this is we've been saying it all year but it's wide open right now like the Tigers are probably deservedly the favourite after their like well they had like eight wins in a row or nine wins in a row or something like that but really you can almost throw a blanket across the whole field how many teams out of the eight do you have like genuine confidence in saying like oh yeah they could win the flag because I honestly reckon seven uh, maybe six I would say probably six more likely the dogs probably seem just a smidge too far well, away. Well, that too is probably on the bubble for me as well. Yeah, uh, obviously the Dons are a no. Um, they're super banged up. Uh, they're really injured, like missing yeah. heaps of experience. So I would say no way for them. But everyone else could, could really win it. Like we said last year, I thought it was <clears throat> the flattest and potentially, I say, worse you know, tongue-in-cheek, the worst the AFL's been yep. in, well, since I can remember, for real. Um, but 
I don't know if it's the, might beat it, honestly. Yeah, I don't know if it's the worst. I just think I don't mean it's literally the worst. I know there's no dominant teams. There's it's it's just super flat. Um, like obviously the standard of footy is higher than ever. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, but there's no there's no like clear top four. There's no super teams. There's no Brisbane like dominating. Like, yeah, no Geelong or Hawthorne of the early decade, early yeah. millennium. So. It's just like there's a bunch of randoms who you know are coached by some pretty legendary coaches. But other than that, it just seems like it's anyone's anyone's at the moment really. You know, you that's why I genuinely jumping up. From yeah, twelfth to win it. That's why I genuinely think that, yeah, there's, like, everyone with the exception of the Bombers, who are banged up. Quick uh, sports by Fry Scoop. The uh, last Friday night game that was played against Collingwood, I was actually in the Essendon rooms and had a little uh, chinwag to Dyson Heppel, who is playing, named on the ball. A little banged. But, uh, yeah, foot is still not 100%. So it'll be interesting to see how the Dons start the game, because I genuinely think, if the coasters get it, like a couple of quick ones, it could be curtains pretty early. The one thing that I was really worried about, come or at the selection table for West Coast, is bringing in Hutchings. Yeah, you know, like he's missed a lot of footy, um, and he's got it's a re- recurring hammy. But the, what I was excited to see is that oh, they've named Heppel. You can pretty much just put a banged up chef. Uh, What's his bloody name? Hutchings. Hutchings. Yeah. On Heppel, who's banged up, and you're like, oh, well, there you go. Nullify him, and you've done your job, yeah, Hutchings. Yeah. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. Well. I reckon um, we'll scoop into talking about a few more of the games when the teams come out in the next couple of minutes. Quickly uh, turning our attention to fantasy. I'm going to be releasing the Sports by Fry Brownlow, fantasy Brownlow, later in the week. Actually, probably later today. By the time you listen to this, you might be able to check that out. But how did your uh, last couple of weeks of your fantasy season pan out and is there anything that you kind of learned in the last few weeks or months that you're like oh i'm gonna definitely employ that next season uh nothing jumps nothing to mind, special actually. i think the the whole the whole buy thing me versus you during the buyers well the fact that you, your team was so well planned mm. leading into them and i just really did not pay any attention till two maybe three weeks out yeah um i think that's the biggest lesson from the from the year you know just don't overthink the buyers because yeah. it's just carnage anyway. Yeah, well, I had the first week, I think I had 19 or 20. You had about the same. I might have even had 21. But I remember yeah, I, I um, kind of hung my hat on the fact that I'd nailed all the rooks. Yeah. But then Bang. second and third week of the buys, they were either dropped or a couple of injuries. And then, you know, another dude gets injured and all of a sudden all my well-thought-out plans just turned to crap. I think it's very interesting. I was looking at my starting team. I started with Dunkley and Dusty. Yeah. I never was able to get Dunkley back into my team, but I actually traded Dusty back in, mainly because I went to watch Richmond and West yeah. Coast. But I think like holding those type of dudes, I did it, you can you know be a double-edged sword, I did it with Brayshaw and that didn't really work out. But sometimes if it's just a role change, like with Dunkley, I think it might pay, especially next year, to be a bit persistent with those dudes. And you've got to obviously pick your battles, but it's tricky. I think next year I'll go in with a bit of a mindset of like, right, these... I like my top dogs and like invest in a couple of heavy hitters and like if I see a couple of tweaks in their role and things like that, I'm just going to stick with them and not... Because a lot of people get... They're like, oh, we got two trades. I have to do something. But you don't have to use your trades. Well, there's other... You can just use them in other areas. There's plenty well. of other ways you can fix your team. Like yeah. one dude, one of the traders blokes traded out Matty Crouch right near the end of the year because he had like a 90 and a small 100 and then he went bang, bang in the last two. So... It's, it's, it's so tricky. It's yeah, such a fine so. edge. But yeah, I think my lesson is I'll, I'll definitely be sticking with a lot of the big names that I start the year with. About like, right, you got like until the buys, unless, you know, you can 
clearly see it as an issue. Like I did with Witherden and Brayshaw, like there's some things you can't tolerate. But uh, I don't know if I totally agree because I'm I really think a, a big part of it is all about cash generation. If, and if you're about to lose a ton of money and you yeah. can make it somewhere else, and and it, you know it's a lot of those trades. Like I think I traded out Oliver to bring in Rocky and someone else mm. at the start of the season, like round two. Yeah. Um, after Oliver had a bit of a stink. Was of a it bloke? Uh, no, seven. it was no, nah, it was Rocky and yeah, okay. some other player from another team. But Regardless. it was um, I, I don't mind a little bit of an early swing, especially if the way to look at it in, in that sort of sense. I think you can you know, I just bring him back in two weeks because mm. you know you don't always need to be trading um, when he's sort of probably the same price, but in a bit of an, an upswing rather than a downswing. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, so I don't mind that too much. Uh, yeah, I think the one thing I probably will pay a bit more attention to is. Who do I genuinely think is going to get me the most points over the whole season? Because that sounds really simple, but that's genuinely yeah. You kind of lose sight of that sometimes. You think, oh, break evens, and you know, I go a bit to that. Oh, is he going to make me money? Um, you know, is he just going to play all all the games, or is he going to miss a few but come in and go bang? Um, so I think, like you know, you want your Taranto and T- uh, Mitch Duncan this year. Um, you know, so I think backing those guys in or finding those guys early and like you said, I guess holding them as long as nothing catastrophic's going on is yeah, probably a bit a of sense, a lesson. I guess. Like I, I don't know, maybe it's just the facts that uh, Dunkley and Dusty really burnt me in. Dunkley know. really burnt you. Yeah. I, mean, I traded him out. I think not the week before he started yeah, going bang, but close. two weeks before. It was pretty close to that mark. Yeah, no, anyway, he, but he was being horrendous. Hindsight is a very powerful tool, exactly. so it is what it is. Uh, got a little bit of team news starting to filter in, so we'll start to talk about some of these other games. The Tigers have only made one change. They've got Noah Bolter out and Toby Nankervis in, so obvious change there. Uh, Collingwood's made a couple of changes to their outfit. I was just looking at it. Where'd it go? Still side bottoms back in after a busted nut. Jaden Stevenson, Jordan Dugowie, um Brett Deledio back for the Giants as oh, yeah. well. Okay. That's interesting. That is interesting. Um, who else is out? Matty Scharenberg misses. Varco's out, which is probably a tough omission. Cam Guthrie out for uh, Geelong. Oh, yeah, right. That's interesting. interesting. Lockie game. Henderson, whatever. So it doesn't seem like there's anything too crazy, but yeah, Deledio in, I guess, is maybe a bit of a surprise. But who do you think, talking, uh, diving into the rest of the games this weekend who's your pick on Friday night which I think is set up to be arguably one of the games of the year Collingwood yeah and Geelong at oh. the G Scotty Pendlebury's 300 I think I take uh, Collingwood um, don't know just have a feeling about it yeah. honestly feel like uh, yeah they're just a big te- a big game team yep um, but it's that really is like I said it's going to be a game it's game of the season potentially thus far um, so I think I'm with you. I think I'm picking the pies as well at the G I you think that swings it in their favour uh, yeah I <laughs> guess so but it, it really is that playing at the G in front of 90, 90 grand like as good as Geelong are they've, they don't see that sort of you know crowd at GMHBA <laughs> yeah, or true. whatever it is so no, no, no. I think that tips, tips it in their favour I've got the full Ins and outs now. Obviously, I forgot to talk about Toby Green back in for oh, the Giants. Massive, yeah. Nick Haynes, too. Jacob Hopper. I rate Nick Haynes really highly. Yeah, I, I guess I just probably haven't watched him a hell of a lot or noticed him. But like when I saw he made the um, all Oz 40, I was like, oh, oh okay, I guess mm. he's pretty good. But yeah, I, he kind of uh, just 
completely missed for me. I haven't uh, really paid attention to him, like I said. I think though. Giants and Dogs are probably the teams who make the biggest push next year into that top, and it's probably, you know, like the West Coast, or actually, I don't know where who it will be yeah. that falls a bit, but I think those guys are the, the teams. Wouldn't be surprised if Geelong starts to dip a bit. You feel like yeah. this is not their last shot, but with the age profile of a lot of their dudes, like Danger, Ablett, Selwood... Kelly going to yeah that's going to really hurt uh, dogs are unchanged Brisbane Alan Christensen in for Cedric Cox um, Collar Jasney and Atkins in for Geelong Henderson and Guthrie out so yeah pretty. I reckon the Friday night game will be a belter but obviously everyone's frothing to see the Giants and dogs clash who like uh, you just said and uh, I agree are going to be uh, two of the big talking points over the next couple of years probably have a realistic shot at winning it if they can get hot Either of those teams. I genuinely think, yeah. Yeah, I do. I but still worry about the dogs. Being at Giants Stadium, I reckon they'll get up. And I wouldn't be surprised if GWS is the team uh, this year that, like, out of the bottom four kind of makes a prelim or something. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah, I could definitely... Well, I mean, you... you, you maybe say West Coast as well. Out of the oh, top yeah. Top. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why I keep forgetting. I just shoot, like, pencil them in as top four. Yeah, I no, it's a... It's so open, like we said. But I do like that, you know, Toby Green and Haynes, I think, tips it in uh, in the Giants' favour at that home. And uh, obviously the dogs are just so mid-heavy. So, mm. But, you, you know, you think Matty DeBoer takes one of those guys out and then, you know, you sort of go, who's better, Kelly? Be very um, tough to, like, try and figure out how you go about combating the other midfield from both teams' perspective, really. Yeah. Like, right, well, we got Kelly... Hey, um, Hopper, Taranto, and Green to slow down, or we got Bont and Whitfield. Sorry, yeah. or we got Bont. Whitfield's a bit of like bit similar of to Bont and Pelly, just like a utility, just goes everywhere. Yeah, um, yeah, a great matchup. I think, I'm, like I said, I'm going to pick the Giants in that one. Yeah, um, Pies before last one, Brisbane versus the Tigers in Brisbane. A rare trip outside of Victoria for Richmond. Yeah, Who's well, the- hey, that's going to be actually. Play a huge track there. Hey, it eight will. Straight games at the G. Now I have to go up to the Gabba. So if they drop this, it could get very. Yeah, I mean, although actually, if they drop it, they'll play you boys. Uh, no, the other one. Sorry, the other one. Yeah. So that'll be at the G, regardless. Geez, I honestly, uh, you can see the Tigers go out in straight sets. If Brisbane get up, I'm tipping, yeah. Yeah, tipping the Tigers just because, like you said, their form is pretty good. They're a class outfit. The Lions have never seen this. They're almost no. I don't think they would have played any finals. Any of these players. Well, so. funny you say that. I was. Uh, I wrote a couple of days ago bold predictions, which like you know they're meant to be bold. I was yeah, like, oh, this probably won't happen. But and one of them was I said Geelong and Brisbane will go out in straight sets. Brizzy, yeah. yeah. Oh, Brizzy for sure. Um, yeah. But as I was starting to write it, I started to auto in my mind. I was like, oh, yeah, I've got to write the sentence. Brisbane doesn't have a lot of finals experience, and that could expose them. But like, they got Lockie Neal. Who's played in a couple, but made yeah. a grandy. Charlie Cameron, who also played in a grandy. Okay. Mitch Robinson's played a few finals throughout his time. There are like some dudes Hodgie. littered through Hodgie as well. There are some dudes littered throughout the list yeah. that actually like surprised me have got a finals experience. But I think dudes that have been at the club for more than like four years, like Zorko, Martin, Rich, I think, played in their last final. Yeah. And that's about yeah. it. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see how much those dudes with like some experience bring to the what they bring to the table. Hodgie Obviously, is a huge one, but yeah, I do think I'm going to side with the Tigers, who 
like I said, I think it I hope the Tigers go down. Yeah. I hope that it'd be, be, be awesome to see Brizzy do well and it'd be make the finals a lot more interesting if the Tigers just didn't waltz into a granny or yeah. same with, you know, like Collingwood and these big powerful teams. You kind of want them to earn it a little bit. Yeah. So I've I'm, always kind, had I'm a, kind of glad West Coast finished fifth. I've always had a soft spot for Richmond, so I kinda of want to see them do well, but yeah, it would be pretty exciting to watch Brisbane uh, get up and about, absolutely. I'd feel a little bit bad if Tom Lynch just walked out of Gold Coast into a premiership. You know, you're just like, oh, mate, it's not always this good. Yeah, yeah. maybe they can lose a grand final instead. How does that sound? Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah. To West Coast. All right, speaking of uh, grand finals, if you had to pick right now, who do you think will be the last two teams standing? Oh, goodness gracious. I'll go it's Collingwood so tough, Richmond. If that if the draw, does it work Yeah, they could play each other? Yeah, if they, I'll take Will they both have to either win this week or lose this week for that to happen? Okay. So I think the... How would this work? I agree. I think that'll be the field. Or Geelong, depending on how Friday night pans out. So yeah. if, if Richmond has to play Collingwood or Geelong before the Grandy, obviously that's not going to work. Yeah. So, yeah, I reckon whoever... Wins Friday night will probably be playing the Tigers because I think they'll win, but yeah, see yep. how we go. Okay, and then who to win it? I still think Richmond. I if hope... Collingwood make it, I think Collingwood. Yeah, okay. Yeah. There'd be co- have, there wouldn't be many teams that have like got back the year after losing it and win it. Sure, well, West Coast, I'm sure there would be a lot. West but... Coast popped to mind. Uh, yeah, but... I'm sure oh, yeah, against the Swans, yeah, right. I, I think there'd be a few. There'd be a handful. Yeah. Enough of the footy, I'm quickly uh, discussing a little bit of NFL stuff, because tomorrow we dive into a new NFL season. On a scale of uh, 1 to 10, how big an NFL fan are you? Uh, became one, well, always have been a loose, super Bit loose of follower, Texans. maybe not a fan type yeah, of Yeah, I'll sort of ask you how the Texans are going. Last yeah. year in Toronto, obviously got to watch all the football like during the day, yeah. on the weekends. Um, so that, that was wicked. Yeah, that was. It was unreal. So, much bigger fan, obviously... Took out the uh, Sports by Fry NFL Fantasy uh, League <laughs> The inaugural one as well. The first one ever, so I'm defending champ. So, you know, I, I've got a little bit of, little well, bit let's, of knowledge. Well, let's stick with that. Uh, we had our draft Tuesday night, Monday night, Monday night. How are you uh, feeling about your team heading into the season? Because I did write a bit of an article yesterday, maybe the day before, about some NFL Fantasy like long shots and some dudes to like keep your eye on. I broke them down in a couple of sections. Like, dudes, you can probably get late-ish in your draft, dudes you can take with your last pick or two, and then others who are probably on your waiver wire but might be worth watching. So there's a couple of those dudes floating around, so make sure you check that out if you're an NFL fantasy fan. But how's your uh, fantasy team shaping up ahead of the first week of action? It was, uh, I was in an inter- interesting position so I had the number one pick. Mm. Um, luckily, it wasn't designed that way, although probably rightly so given I won. Um, so I took Saquon, which is a, it, you know, you can't go wrong with that. Um, probably going to be the best fantasy player in the league probably so, yeah um, got him and, and I was pretty happy with my haul I sort of had a couple of left field ideas about who I wanted to take got a couple of you know interesting rookies in just because you, you never know, quite know what they're going to be you yep. can just sit them on your pine for the first few weeks they might come good they might not but um, I'm pretty happy with it pretty happy I managed to pick up Antonio Brown with my third pick so um, that's a pretty nice way to... Yeah, you got him and uh, Dalvin, Dalvin Cook. Cook. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because obviously I had the back-to-back picks. Yeah. But um, yeah, AB and uh, Saquon, pretty happy. It's a bloody stylish backfield. Yeah, too. that is a nice. Stylish. Uh, nice Who's your quarterback again? I went for Kyler Murray. Oh, that's uh, right. Yeah. And brought in Fitzgerald at the same time. Just honestly for a bit of fun. Um, because like, you know, you've always preached it. Um, and I kind of, after last year, agree. 
in a, if we got a 10 team leagues that's mm. something I guess worth mentioning um, it's so easy to just pick up like a pretty good QB off the wave while and like there, there are those QBs like, like Kirk Cousins really stands out to me as a bloke who just like, like could very easily have just as good a game as Pat Mahomes or anyone mm. on any given day. So yep. um, obviously, you feel like over the course of the the year, Patty Mahomes and those Q, like elite QBs are going to maybe make a bit of a difference. Like I feel like Matt Ryan almost won me the league last year, um, even though I traded Pat Mahomes for him. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I feel I just took a chance on old Kyler, and uh, we'll see how he goes. Because like, you know, everyone's saying we're like, we don't really know what to expect from this yeah. kid. Might be, could be Pat Mahomes two point I think honest. that's a little bit of a not a secret, but like a smart tactic with some of the quarterbacks in fantasy. Is you want to take dudes who can like just move the ball and the chains a bit with their feet. Mm. That's part of the reason why I took Dak Prescott as well. Yeah. I was a bit hesitant. I was like, oh, there are other dudes that I could probably get later and I could add some depth at another spot here. But I was like, no, nah, it was like the ninth round, 10th round or something like that. So yeah. I uh, nearly had back-to-back picks myself, but I was uh, at the other end of the draft board. Yeah. I had the ninth pick. So I ended up taking... Not, it's not a nice spot. Really. It's not. It's really not. And it happens every year. Yeah, I don't know you why. You do, yeah, really. Anyway, it is what it is. Um, but I ended up getting Mike Thomas and Le'Veon Bell with my first two picks. So two like pretty good staples at each position and then pretty content with how the rest of my roster looks. I got Amari Cooper as well because I thought, no, if Zeke's not playing, then they've got to probably pass the ball a bit more. But uh, now that he's signed a contract, it might eat into a bit of Cooper's production. He still played great at the back end of the season. And I still think, I genuinely think... I think think he won me the league, really. I picked him off off of the waiver late. Yeah, you did because I remember I tried to add him that exact same day and you beat me by about three minutes. Had that three touchdown game. Yeah, Yeah, I I think it would be awesome. Yeah, I think Dallas is going to be good this year as well. And that's another, not tact... Oh, yeah, so I guess it is a bit of a tactic. But like, if you're not too sure about teams, just draft dudes on good teams and good yeah. offences. I think that's a pretty safe bet. But, yeah, I got a couple of other... Like, took a couple of other flyers. I got... What's his name? Not Singletary. I don't know. Another couple of rookie running backs. Good job there. That was great. I was trying that to was good podcast name. work there. Yeah, Everyone listening at home, I, you know... I'm sure that was your favourite part of the podcast. If not, then uh, I don't know what is. Yeah. I am uh, pretty content with my team, though. But again, you are the master uh, that needs to be defeated. So we'll see how we go. My team definitely isn't as loaded as last year. Josh Jacobs. What's Josh Jacobs? I was looking at it. Yeah. Oh, the rookie. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> I was planning on doing part of this. Uh, well, not all of it, but part of these like predictions solo. So I've gone on like a big list and listed like who I think will be playoff teams, win some awards and things like that. But let's just narrow it down because let's be honest, most people listening to this probably aren't heavy hitting NFL fans. So if you had to throw a dart at who you think would win the MVP this year, who stands out to you? Do you reckon Paddy Mahomes could go back to back? I guess so. I mean, how, how does the MVP usually fall? QBs get a good Quarter, looking. I think the last running back to win it was either Adrian Peterson in like the early part of this decade or LaDainian Tomlinson back in like 06. Right. But both running backs and had like historic seasons. So it really is a quarterback award. Mm. Um, give you some time to think. I think it'll genuinely come down to whichever team wins the NFC, either the Eagles or the Rams, who both should be pretty good. But I think... Carson Wentz or Jared Goff will win it, just purely because they'll probably, if their team's great, put up good numbers. But both teams, I genuinely think, could go like th- have win like 13 or 14 games out of their 16. So 
I don't think they play each other, which would be wicked to see. Could be a playoff preview, those two. But, yeah, I think Goff or Wentz, pending how things break for their teams, is a safe bet to pencil in. But it's going to honestly be hard to stop Paddy Mahomes if the Chiefs are just rolling offensively mm. again. Mm. I, and they feel, it feels like they've got a few less weapons this year with all this weird shit happening. And, like, it's already kills you. You feel like that's kind of over, but probably shouldn't be. Yeah, like, yeah. But so, and, and, you, and you feel like because because of it's not, it feel like start again, and you feel like because he, it's not necessarily over. It might just rear its head late yeah. in the year in the social media kind of world. You that do does like worry that. me. A bit. TMZ clip comes out like week four, and you're just like, Ooh. weird things happen in this social or connected world. So yeah, it's uh, Patty Mahomes look pretty good. You never know though, because what's he third year? Third year, Third year now, yeah. like technically played one game his rookie season, and then last year was his first full okay. year as a starter. So this is technically his second season. Right. But so you never know. There's, third there's always those those guys who shoot out of the gate in any sport, yeah. um, and then kind of just stop. You know, like I just want an MVP. I'm unreal, and that's kind of you just lose a bit of motivation. Well, after it's going to be hard. Like that was a historic season. I think there's only been like four or five dudes that have thrown for, like, 50 touchdowns before or 5,000 yards. So, like, he did both of those things in the same year. So, chances of him replicating it, maybe, but, like, everyone kind of knows what to expect now. So, even if he has, like, I don't know, 4,545 touchdowns, everyone's like, oh, he wasn't as good as last year. Does he deserve to be the MVP? You know what I mean? Yeah, it really does feel like some of his, you know... Uh, star offensive players might have just helped him a bit too because there were so many of those long like monster bombs he just threw yeah. and like oh, those, took five of those could go either way and you know then you're just not in that um, uh, like record territory yeah anymore. yeah so, statistically yeah yeah, I know yeah what I mean. I'll take okay I'll go with Goff on, on that one thanks for Frizzy's inside uh, info hopefully I might have to uh, hit up Bet365 after Fife wins the Brownlow with all my winnings and uh, put a couple of punch on nah um, don't please winning it mate hopefully that'd be yeah That'd be a shout. Um, all right, quickly, I think in the AFC playoff teams I've got, I've got Kansas City, New England. I reckon Pittsburgh will still be good. Texans will probably win their division. Chargers, Browns, Ravens floating around the mix. Who do you think, uh, out of those few that I've mentioned, will pr- maybe represent the AFC in the Super Bowl? Do you think the Pats or Chiefs? Probably the two heavy hitters. I'll roll with Tom. Let's... Until the stupid broke, don't fix it, really. Until the wheels fall off, let's ride the goat all the way home. I think uh, this might be one of the better teams he's had in the last... Which is crazy to say, considering they've won, like, two of the last three or four Super Bowls. (laughs) I think this is genuinely one of the best teams that they'll roll into the year with. Like, a lot of people were asking about their receivers, but they've got Josh Gordon back now, who... You know, anything could happen with him. But they've also got Demarius Thomas. Injured his Achilles, but... In the last preseason game, just a week or two ago, had like two touchdowns and ninety yards or something like that. Yeah, if he just if he just like slips in as like an unreal slot receiver or something, yeah. like it's fine. You know, like those those older like experienced. You know, he's what like 10, 10 year pro. Or something. About that, yeah. I think he's in his early thirties, <laughs> mid to early thirties. He can just Ricky Jarrett his way to a uh, you know nice back end of the career until he gets hit by a car. So <laughs> spoiler could very uh, very well happen. I think. Oh, it's tough. I think I'm going to side with the Patriots as well, but I'm genuinely high on the Steelers this year. I think with Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown out of the picture, a lot of people are like, oh, well, they're not going to be as good because they don't have as good a team on paper. But really, like, they've drafted a dope dude um, who I think will win Defensive Rookie of the Year in Devin, Delvin White. 
um, from Michigan. So I think that their team's actually like arguably better than last year. They didn't have that bell all the last year. James Connor looks awesome. Juju Smith-Schuster looks unreal. They've got this James Washington kid who's in his like third year now who can eat a couple of the targets that Brown left. So I genuinely think they could be the ones challenging the Pats. It's going to be hard to go past Patty Mahomes. Probably well. all about how the O-line holds up True. for uh, Big Ben, you know? Yeah. How much time can they give the old fella? He got... I mean, I, I, don't, I haven't watched heaps of football historically, but there's a lot of games we watched of him. He just was getting laid out. Like, yeah. You know, so you wonder how his old body's going to hold up. I think... He's 30, what, 7 or something, something like that. I think there's a couple of dudes that fit that mould. Like him... Um, Philip Rivers on the Chargers as well. You yeah. feel like this, not the last shot, but you're like, geez, boys, like, this is it in a sense. Like, these guys aren't getting any younger. They're probably going to, because they always say quarterbacks tend to fall off a cliff, unless your name's Tom Brady. So it seems like this is one of the genuine last shots the Steelers and Chargers have. So I hope uh, hope they can make it worth it. Literally, the Steelers been around since I've known the NFL yeah. at all. So that's pretty strange to say. Yep. Um, NFC, other division, I think, surprisingly, I'm not as high on the Saints as a lot of people are. I think, like, they've had two really, like, how, what's the word I'm before, devastating playoff losses. Like, they lost on, did you hear about how they lost last year? With the, like, it was a pass interference, but it wasn't called. Dude basically just got, like, laid out. What The defender wasn't really going for the ball. Umpire didn't throw a flag. And then, I can't exactly remember what happened there, but they turned it over a while after they didn't I, score. I loosely remember watching it. Both. But yeah. the year before that was when they lost on that like walk-off touchdown to Minnesota with Stefan Diggs. Oh, yeah. So that, that's their two playoff losses. So like that, that takes a bit of a toll on you psychologically. Drew Brees, another bloke in a similar boat to Brown, uh, to Roethlisberger and Philip Rivers. Like Not super old, but... I had him in fantasy and he killed me in the fantasy finals last year. Just stunk. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah I'm not as high on them. So, I think uh, I think the Falcons could genuinely win the NFC South and make a bit of noise. They had a couple of injuries last year. Matty Ryan and Julio are arguably, like, the best quarterback wide receiver duo when it comes to just chalking up numbers, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I got them probably winning their division. The Eagles and Rams have already talked about a bit. The Bears and the Packers should be really interesting to watch. Mm. I'm pretty high on the Cowboys, but I don't know how they'll fit into the picture. So NFC seems like the more loaded conference. So I think probably got the Eagles or Rams making the Super Bowl again. Pretty vanilla, like the last two teams to make it. But are they the last two? Eagles make it? Yeah. I honestly can't even remember the last uh, Super Bowl. Super Bowl was the hell crappy defensive one. New England and the Rams. Oh, and then before that was... Uh, zero memory. Before that, the one we watched in uh, Canada with the snow. Yeah. I remember the Eagles one, but yeah. I cannot remember the last one. That's really concerning. Maybe it was a big night on the booze. I knows? remember taking uh, the day off work down, uh, down in Walpole to watch that one, and I almost <laughs> would have rather work because it was pretty crappy to watch. Anyway, all right. So, yeah, I think if I had to pin a name down, i go Eagles-Patriots rematch from okay. uh, two years ago. Hey, that'd be good fun. Let's see if we can get Kevin Hart. Oh, actually, Kevin Hart's... His back's no good. Yeah, yeah look so after yourself, uh, Kevin Hart. Prayers up, K Hart. All right, that's a good way. Way. Absolutely, goes without saying. It's a good way to end it. Uh, good luck tonight, mate. I think, uh, like I said, a lot of people are expecting good things for the coasters, but yeah, hopefully uh, this time next week we're sitting here talking about them playing Geelong in a qualifier. That'd be a wicked game. Be cool. If, yeah, it'd be nice if, if if it. Actually, I don't know how the draw would work out again. Bloody the final. You play the loser of Geelong and. 
Collingwood. Yeah, could we get a could we get a Collingwood West Coast rematch? If the Pies win this week, both they go straight through. Yeah. Okay. Or they go to the prelim, and then you'd have to work your way through the other side of the bracket. Cool. All right, that's good. I it can happen. So though. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm a little bit bamboozled as well. All right. Yeah. Like I said, good luck. Uh, good luck tonight. Chippy Windy. Chippy.